Week Live, Australia's number one pop culture podcast and web series. I'm your host, Todd Bailey, my co-host with the most. Joining Wait. me tonight... Wake up, and on pots and pans. I lied, Ginger. It's not actually night time. No. We're a day delayed. We're recording on a Saturday. It's bright and shit. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit weird. <laughs> we're, we're, we're night creatures, you and I. We're, we're allowed to drink when it's dark, but... We but, are. Uh, we are. And, and here's... Cheers here, to cheers, you, Ginger. Cheers. That's right, Gingy. This particular podcast is brought to you today by Bundaberg Smooth and Sneaky. Mm-mm, delicious rum. <laughs> Not <laughs> sponsors can, of the podcast. But they, they can, can be. be. But we're, they're helping us yeah. by um, uh, uh, toning up our vocal cords to bring mm-hmm. you this oral pleasure, as Steve, the sidekick, always calls it. You, I hate when he says that. Yeah, because you, you, never, you never think in the way you say in a day. No, no, especially the way Steve pronounces it. Yeah. It just sounds dirty. And have you ever seen him? He gets around with his pants off all the time, our sidekick Steve. And and like all the the voiceover artists in Hollywood and, and all the, the big gnome guys, yeah. they, they, they smoke a pack a day and drink scotch and to get that nice and deep voice. I just drink the scotch, Ginger. One man, <laughs> one desire. It's Bundaberg rum. Anyway, moving along. Big he was news. in a world. This week, Ginger. Yeah. Oh, Lordy. I, now, I'm going to get your opinion on this in a sec. Yeah. The Flash Pilot. And literally hit the interwebs, Ginge. Okay, now we we the managed. Quality's not great. No, I'm not. I'm not. I wasn't going to dob you in, but um, no, someone well, I'm, managed I'm, to I'm, get us a copy. I'm, I'm, all I'm going to say is that there is a promotional version out there. Out there, even at the bottom, it says not for review purposes. Yeah, for promotion only. So I guess technically we're not allowed to give a review of the show. But however, guess what we are. However, uh, we can we can touch on points of it. Look, I'll be honest with you. As soon as it hit the new, my Facebook feed uh, lit up with customers, yeah. friends. Yep. Um, everyone's like straight on it, downloading it. They've all watched it. Okay. I mean, this is the modern age. Mm. Something goes up like that, you can't stop it. It's it's like a grass fire. Just Do runs. You, and to be honest, I think it may have been a little bit of a uh, almost Batman eighty nine type scenario. Where Warner, I think Warner Brothers may have leaked it themselves. I'm sure they did. I, to, I'm sure they did. Because it's, it's not meant to be out for another three months. Yeah, October it's supposed yeah, to be out, right? It's out now. Like, you can download it, watch it, whatever. You know what? Fuck, go and get it. Like, yeah. seriously, it's out there. You, if you go, I'm going to hold it off till October, good on you. You're, more, more power to you, more man. More power to you. More willpower than, than we have. Yeah. We watched it this way, this, like, in the last day or so. Yeah. I like it. I enjoyed it. I really it. like it. I, yeah. You were saying to me, um, and now that I, th- I think about it, you're dead right. You, you're saying you can you can link Birds of Prey. Yep. Kind of Smallville, Arrow. And, and now and, The Flash. And, like you can draw a line in between yeah. them. There's little things that, that can mm-hmm. tie it back to even Birds of Prey. That's right. And CW. You know, it, it, and it does have that CW sort of feel about it, doesn't it? It, it does. It's got, I mean, obviously, it's all, get, all coming from the same network, so it's going to have that same feel, but it, it does. It feels like the same universe. Ginge, uh, look, I, I sat down to watch it, and straight away, uh, when I saw the guy familiar out faces? of... Familiar faces? Familiar face, the guy out of um, Law and Order. Yes. Who, uh, who plays, um, what's his name, West. And uh, I, I love Detective West. And I thought it was really well done putting him in there because he was well cast in the role. Um, and, and I, I kind of like the play between Iris and Barry, especially mm-hmm. at the start, without spoilers, but when he kind of drops a hint, like, I'm really interested in you. She's like, I think he was a brother. Yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, this is going to make the series awkward, isn't it? Son of a bitch. Um, friend zone. Yeah. But yeah, look. He's I'm, the fastest man on earth, but not, but, he, but not fast enough to outrun the friend zone. <laughs> We've all been there, haven't we? It was really enjoyable to sit down and watch. Look, um, we're not going to review it. All we're going to say is that it's really there. enjoyed the show. It's out there. Give it a chance. Give it a sh- have a shot. Um, I and I, I and 
John Wesley Ship is in it. He, yes. And, and yes. oh my God. That was a nice little nod to the park. It was. And I, you and I grew up yeah. watching the Flash series yeah. of the 90s. Yeah, yep. Um, I'd like it if they did tie somehow tie Mark Hamill into it as a guest oh, appearance or something like that. Wouldn't that be yeah, cool? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he played, what, the, the, the trickster, trickster, wasn't it? Yeah, in the, in the 90s it, one. Yeah. I'd like I, to see this little tie-in. And the way they've actually filmed it... It doesn't make the suit look goofy. Like, the, the photos that we've seen out there on the web, the yeah. suit looks really I, goofy. I'm wondering if this is not part of the reason why it's hit yeah. early. Uh, yes, to get, yes. You know, to get, especially before San Diego, yep. because yep. San Diego Comic Con's, what, two, three weeks away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get it out now. Get people talking about it. They know people yeah. can download it and yeah. watch it and everything yep. else. People are talking about it, and then I reckon they do some big announcement or yeah. something at San Diego, yep. and they'll have this whole wave of cool publicity. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. You've got to think about how ho- these Hollywood people promote yeah. nowadays, yep. and it's a different ball game. It's, it's viral marketing it at, is. at its finest. And I do. I really believe that this is just like what Warner Brothers did with Batman 89 when they rushed that trailer out for Batman 89. It came, which came out in 88. Yeah. Um, the, 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 it was like a making of. Now, it was actually aimed not at the general public. It was sent out mm. to like um, financial backers, yes. uh, film distributors, yes. the, the marketing and merchandising people. You know, yep. like the companies like, um, I guess back in the day, it would have been Canna Toys, because Canna did the toys for that series, didn't they? For, for the Batman 89. They, yeah, I believe so. Canna Toys. Um, and because uh, there was, uh, tell the story. You were the one who put me onto it this week when I actually, you, you sent me the link and said, watch this. This yeah. is. Um, it's, it's essentially a bit like a making of mm. Batman 89, but it came out before the movie hit. Normally yeah. these, these things back in the day used to come out just as the movie was hitting, yeah, it was hitting yeah. cinemas, or after. It, 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 it had really sort of come about because Adam West was out there saying that that he wanted to be in the movie, but then again, he wasn't cast in the movie, so he was saying that this Batman's going to be terrible. And that you the Batman do sh- Batman dark and, and, yeah. and brooding. It, it's and not the real Batman. And yeah, people were really freaking out about it. That includes um, the people behind mer- merchandise and, and also, stuff. you know, investors. And, yeah, and, so and Warner Brothers like went, guess what we're going to do? Let's do a bit of a making of, put it out there, take these people along, show it to them. Production go, artwork. This is what the movie's going to look and feel like. Yep, yep. We think we've got a hit here. And I tell you what, it was awesome watching it because mm. it was such a, like a, like a, I don't know, lifting the veil a little yes. bit for me still. Yeah, to yeah. see those sets that Tim Burton was standing on that they built over there. Pinewood Pine Studios, Studios over in England, yeah. yeah. They built these sets, these massive, they don't mm. do that anymore, these massive sets custom built the for Monarch the The Monarch Theatre. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Mm. The um, the Guggenheim um, yeah, the the gallery. Of yeah, yeah, Museum. the gallery. Yeah. yeah. And it was just phenomenal to see. And they had the they showed the guy designing it and then it, it being on set. And Anton and, First. Yeah, that was the guy, Anton First. It, but it was like really cool. And I reckon that's what they've done by leaking the flash. It's this kind of thing like okay. It's like that. We've had a little bit of negative publicity. People aren't aren't keen on the costume yep. and the look of it. Let's get this out there and try and swing the tide of public opinion. Yeah. And I tell you what, with me it worked because I originally saw those shots, still shot the photos, were, yeah, of the I flash, went, and nah, thought, no, nah. this is going to be shit. As- especially the logo on his chest, oh, it just looked horrible with that back red then. background yep. and the the lightning bolt over the top of it, which I still don't like the look of. I don't think it. It, it, to me, it's not iconic. No, but give it time to grow on you, and I reckon it you, could you, do. You'll, if they keep going the way the, this pilot yeah. has gone, yeah. I think um, they're going to have a fan in me. I think it's going to be fantastic. And, and, and the, the effects of it are very, you know, really decent quality effects they for are. television. They really are. Well, even for feature film, they're, they're really good quality. Back to Batman 89 for a sec, Ginge. Have you seen all the photos of people who are going on the Warner Brothers VIP tour? Yes. Through, um, uh, through the, the, the studios there in, in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers Studios. 
Holy hell, it's the first time all the Batman costumes have been put together in one yes. exhibition. Yes. You've got um, all the cowls. You've got um, props from the movies. You've it, got, it looks fantastic. You've, you've got, I think the only costumes they don't have there are the ice costumes from Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin. They've got like the... Good, the, because you know what? Let's just ignore that. <laughs> okay. They've, they've got the Red Bird, the cycle. Uh, I Robin love the cycle. that. Remember they used to be one of those at Warner Brothers Movie World on the They Gold did Coast. indeed, yeah. They did. And uh, they, actually one of the vehicles they've got there is like the... The Batman ice uh, sort of uh, the, the the thing that he had in in Batman and Robin, you know, where he yes, f- yep. flicks flicks up the wing and it rebounds. The just think, a lot of this stuff would have been sitting some, stored in a shed somewhere, yeah, dusty about. somewhere, yeah. Yep. And now it's out available. Um, it, actually, if you want to check it out, uh, check out the uh, the Batman exhibit sweepstakes. You can actually win tickets to be uh, taken over through taken the, over yeah. and, and 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 go for a little look through the uh, the exhibit. The I'd Warner Brothers to. Studio VIP tour. Maybe I should cancel the holiday I'm about to head off on, and just you and me, Ginger, go over to uh, LA for man. A week. It'd be freaking awesome. I I love uh, the the guys that I've seen on Facebook. The cosplay guys have been going to it to actually see the detail in the costumes. For example, the the Robin costume yep. from Batman Forever. They reckon that the costume is immaculate, and I guess well, there was he didn't spend a lot of time in that suit. He didn't, and also there would have been multiple versions, like yeah. multiple copies of it, because um, if it's anything like uh, Anne Hathaway's Catwoman suit, she went through how many suits like in, in a couple of days of filming? Because every time she'd bend over or get on the bike, or, she'd tear the ass out of a costume. Now I'm sure that there were a lot of what do they call them? Um, uh, key grips and all that on set. <laughs> oh, I reckon they were gripping something because if if Anne Hathaway bent over and tore the ass out of her costume, mm. oh, I think I'd be speechless, Ginge. That, that's how that's how Jim Carrey got that face in the mask. You know where the the eyes <laughs> pop out and the skull pops out. That was the grip on oh, the. He, 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 he just goes and he goes. <laughs> What's a best boy on a film set? <laughs> what is a best boy? Like, they just kind of, the director goes, I like that boy the most. He's, He's the best, the best out of everyone here. <laughs> He's just standing there holding the reflector. But he holds that reflector <laughs> really, really good. Well. Yeah, he, that's why he's you know, the best boy. <laughs> I've never understood that. Yeah. I, anyway. I, I can't imagine on your, your dating profile, hi, my name's Wade. I work in the film industry. My position is best boy. <laughs> like, that doesn't seem... Do you know what that is? Yeah. That's about as attractive as being listed as a jizz mopper on a porn <laughs> film, Ginge. Okay, that's about how interesting that is. Oh, oh, you're the mop and bucket guy on porn films. Oh, I really want to date you. <laughs> All right, John Ham. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would really love to go check out this Batman Me VIP too, tour. Cause, I mean, like, both of us have been lifelong Batman fans. Yeah. Um, and it, that would be kind of for us the holy ground. Have they mentioned how long it's going to be there? For, is it a couple of years? Well, see, gonna... um, I, I'm not entirely sure because at the moment it's celebrating the 75 years of Batman. So I'm not entirely sure if it's going to be around after September. Yeah. So I'm not, or, or if it's you know, going to last. Batman, now and, and also a throwback to the past. Mm. You remember the days when we first got into comics in the early 90s? Yep. Norm Brayfogle. Mm. Remember Norm's work on Detective and, and all that? And he had that beautiful, delicious style. It, it, I just yeah. love Norm's Iconic. style. Norm Brayfogle's style was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Alan Grant used to write a lot of the stories. Uh, Norm would do, you know, do the art. It's the stuff we grew up on. It was. Now, someone has launched a petition online. There's actually a Facebook page that mm. you can go along where they're calling on DC to reprint some of Norm's work. Yep. Now, out of years that Norm worked for DC on the Batman titles, mm. barely any of it, like, I mean, Sweet FA is yeah. actually collected. Yep. 
Um, so they're calling. Why not do these? And they've even mocked up covers with the modern DC logo. Oh, man, and, that'd be awesome. You know, all these kind of like mock-up cool gra- uh, trade paperback yeah. collected edition covers. Yep. Um, and I look at it and go, I know as a shop owner, that would sell. You would sell the shit out of that, you man. Because they were great, well-written stories, um, iconic characters, yes. you know, like yep. villains and everything else. Yep. And the artwork was just amazing back in the day. Like Norm is still one of my all-time favourite Batman artists. Mm. And there's also been a petition to get him on Fat Man with Batman to get Kevin That'd Smith That'd be freaking awesome. So apparently uh, it could be in the works. Uh, they've reached out shit and yeah, said man. to Kevin Smith, you should try and get Norm Brayfogel on. So there is a petition. Have a look on online. And I think it's something along the, I think it's called along the lines of DC Comics um, reprint Norm Brayfogel's work or something like that. Or cool, the collected man. works of Norm Brayfogel. Yeah. And they really should. And another bloke who I they would have campaigned for as well, Jens, is uh, Graham Nolan because his yeah. work uh, on Batman and Detective back in the day in the in the mid nineties mm. um, was just as, as good. It was phenomenal. He, just... he went off then after he left um, DC. He went off to do the the Phantom for quite. A, he used to do the Sunday strip for Phantom. Oh really? Yeah, they've actually collected Hermes Press. I think it was was the company who collected some of his uh, Sunday strips together, and he's another bloke. Just icon- his version of of Batman was yeah. iconic. There's there's so, there's, there's so much series out there that have, have just died. You know, like it, it's almost like they've locked them up in the vault and gone. Nah, we don't want to ever. Light of day. Yeah, yeah. No, no, a cool series. Here's a retro throwback for you. Mm. Remember the Ray. Yes. In the 90s. Yes, yes, yes. That was fucking awesome. I used to love that. And I think, uh, actually, I do believe Joe Casada was working on it at one okay. stage. They have never collected that again. It's yeah. been out of print for years. And the back issues, good luck trying to find them. Yeah. I um, I had a bit of a hunt around for a customer there a couple of years ago. He was interested. He was looking for some issues. We yeah. could not find out of about, um, I think he was chasing about six, seven issues. We got him one that we made. And we managed to get it. It wasn't in great nick either. So it was someone's much beloved copy that had been well written. Yeah. Well read, sorry. And um, I remember thinking at the time, God, I'd love to see this collected. They've never done it. It's, it's just like the um, Arsenal. Yeah, back you in know, the day, the uh, you know the the, the 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 brass sort of chest plate costume yeah, that he yeah. had and everything. How much of the Connor Hawk? Green Arrow is not available. Much, not much. You know, like, actually, um, you know that, like, to be honest, I really enjoyed him as Green I Arrow. I did too. Why not go back and collect some... Well, actually, this is going to lead me to a point. There's something... We're going to do uh, a previews pick, a new segment coming up in the show, and there is a classic Green Arrow trade in there I'm going to talk oh, about, but we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, anyway, I was saying about Norm Brayfogel. Mm. If, uh, if if we find out that he does get interviewed and it goes live through uh, Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman, we'll, we'll make sure that we tell you here on our podcast yeah. as well because we are diehard Norm Bray Fogel fans and I'd love to see his works collected. It'd be, it'd be good to introduce f- f- the, the people out there that aren't, don't know of his, his his artwork, his run on Batman, his his work on, on anything in the comic industry. No, you are dead right, Jins. Nail on the head. Um, DC, you've got so many great books, old storylines, stuff reprinted. What's the yeah. point of it just sitting in the vault not seeing the light of day? Like, I can't, I can't, will, I can't like, imagine it'd be, it'd be that hard to reprint that stuff. It's, well, it's not. Um, and not only that, like, they don't really usually have to pay a shit ton of royalties because the, the way they, their deals are now, Nowadays, um, you know, the artists still do get screwed over a little bit. DC actually changed their royalty plan. I did um, see a news article week. this week. Yeah, yeah and, and then some people have gone into depth and looked at it and gone, actually, this is probably going to be worse off because it's almost the Hollywood method of accounting mm-hmm. for royalties, you know, where it's kind of like... It's, it's uh, yeah, it, it, uh, let's go to the net profit rather than the gross profit. That's what they're doing. They're going to net and they and said, because um, um, there's a bunch of big Hollywood films... 
uh, that are still having court battles today for people to get royalties on. And then, and then use some smoke and mirrors and take away the first number you it's thought creative, of. It's creative accounting. Yeah. Um, so DC are copying a little bit of flack about that at the moment, their new um, creator contracts, and, and especially when it comes to royalties. Mm. Although, for the first time, colorists are going to get uh, credits. Really? In there, and a, a chunk of royalties as well for, for the work they do on collected editions and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. I think that is, that is a good little move there. That's but overall, a lot of people are still very wary on DC's um, new policies. But then again, they are owned by Time Warner, and that's the way big companies work, I mean, as it, sad it, as it is. It, it's interesting because, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of these people are working for hire. There's a lot... Like, for me, in my professional career, I've had to sign contracts that pretty much say any ideas or any that you come up work with that I do any is, shots and- is, is owned by the, the, the company or network that I work for. That's right. And that's just... It's, it's part of reality. Um, and look, I get people going, you know... If I create a new character for Batman, I should be compensated. It's kind of, well, no, you work for hire. You're working in their sandbox. If you want to go and create a new character, go off and do it. Do it independent. Go create your own thing. Um, it's, it's, it's the kind of thing, if you want to go and work for DC and have the prestige of working for DC or Marvel or whatever, um, if you're getting to play with their, their characters, the properties that they own, yeah. then you've just got to accept it. Well, okay, I'm getting a good paycheck. I'm getting fucking, you know, the recognition of working at these companies, so I'm furthering my name. I've this cool idea I've got for a new character. I'll just sit on that until I leave and go off and do it on my own when I've built up a name for myself. No good just, you know, carrying on like a pork chop saying, um, you know, they would be fixing me up better because I created medieval Batman. You know, it's kind of like well, you can't have medieval Batman without Batman. Medieval Spawn, anyone? Uh, I wasn't going to mention it, but anyway, because that's a whole can of worms that you know how look, I feel. Look, look I, I am all for uh, artistic people getting paid their dues. I think they should be paid properly. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think both major companies, DC and Marvel, have got a long way to go till they properly pay their artists and inkers and writers and everything else um, and colorists, you know, the whole people along the production line, I guess. But my point being, um, if you work for these big companies, you've got to realize that you won't own characters and hmm. stuff like that. If you and want to do that, go off and create them at an independent label for yourself. And it's, it's not smoke and mirrors. You are aware of that when you, you sign, sign the contract. You sign the contract. And if, you know, and this goes right back to, like, everyone saying about, you know, um, the likes of Jack Kirby and everything else. And these guys, it was a job. They were doing it to, you know, they had a steady paycheck uh, from either Timely, Marvel, you know, DC, whatever. Um, they got a steady paycheck. They knew what they were doing. Years later, they turned around when these characters became massive and everything. I was like, oh, I want a fair card. I want this and that and the other thing. It's kind of like, well, you know, you should have negotiated better back in the day. That's the thing. Everyone looks back and goes, oh, they got screwed over. Well, you know, it depends on how you look at it. At the end of the day, they're working for a big company. You go in eyes open and you've got to cross every T, dot every I when you're doing a contract. It's just, that's basic knowledge. Has but- been... F- well and truly before comics were around. We, uh, the, the company that I, that I worked for a couple of years ago, um, there was some innovations in that that I brought about for the business. And the business made a shitload of money out of these new ideas, new innovation, new products. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I, at the end of the day, yes, I was a little bit pissed off that I didn't see any um, remuneration for that. Yeah. But... Uh, and you know, and I have since chosen to leave that 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 business because I wasn't reimbursed. Yeah, some sort of remuneration. And then from now on, you check every contract right yeah, through. But you even but, have me check your contracts for you. But but I believe that if if the company you were working for, if you uh, if they looked after you, 
then you would have no problem doing work like this. That's right. You know? Yep. But that's just the thing. That's what that's about doing anything creative, whether it be movies, yeah. music, um, you know, like even us with radio, when we used to create yep. new segments. Most of the time, that segment doesn't belong to us. It belongs to the radio station we work for. Yeah. So, I mean, we've come to accept it. That was part of the, the job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you can always get around it and create new stuff. So, anyway, I don't know why we went. We went on a bit of a ramble, Ginge. <laughs> so, it's time to bring it back to Previews Picks. Oh, my friend, the previews has landed for another month. And Brand a new. Of, a little bit of a Shiny. All the, um, I've had a lot of customers flicking through it already going, where's all the DC books? This previews, um, there's a very smaller DC section, mm-hmm. okay, because the monthly titles, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, all yeah, the ongoings, yeah. yep. they're not in there. And Why people is had that? A, people had a panic. People yeah. went, Have they stopped? Yeah, well, we have, have they all been cancelled? No, what it is, is about two months ago, yeah. we ordered uh, all the regular issues for the particular month, and then they had all these, uh, the DC Futures End one-shots, now, and now they're the, coming out in 3D covers. The 3D cover, yeah, series that we were talking about a little while ago. So we ordered them then, yep. okay? Yep. The idea is, that's why there's nothing in the previews this month, those books are your your um, weekly comics yeah. in September. Yes, yes. So you regularly get Batman, well, guess what? You're getting Batman Futures End that month, because... It's going to be the only Batman title uh, shipping that month. Are you going to be getting a 3D cover or are you going to get a reprinted 2D cover two months later? No, they actually offered 2D and 3D at the same time. So, uh, I Which know ones did you buy? We order, all our customers just went and get us a 3D. Okay. So we ordered them um, and hopefully DC learnt from their lesson last year and they don't screw retailers around uh, by short shipping and all that kind of stuff. They ought to now know locked in numbers this is how many yeah. we need. Yeah. Which we thought they knew last year but apparently they didn't. Evidently. But flicking through to the collected edition mm. section there in DC like I mentioned earlier in the podcast there is a classic graphic novel in yes. there. Yes. Yes. The, uh, they've got Green Arrow Volume 2 Here There Be Dragons. Now this is stuff from the late 80s uh, the Green Arrow series back then Okay, which was recommended for mature readers back then. Did you know that? By, uh, written by Mike Grell and Sharon Wright with uh, art by Ed Hennigan and Dick Giordano. And uh, the cover, beautiful cover by Mike Grell. Now, I've got single issues of these. I managed to track them down in the 90s when I first got into uh, Green Arrow back then um, and, 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 and tra- tracked down a heap of and these. And the artwork issues. is very iconic for, the, for that time, for, isn't for the it? the time it was in. Yeah. And the stories are too. And uh, so this one here, it's on sale October 8th in the US, probably about October 9th in most Australian stores. Mm-hmm. 14.99 US, uh, full colour, 160-page graphic novel. And I tell you what, it is beautiful. Pick it up for yourself. I'll give you a quick little uh, read of the blurb, Gingy. Yep. Uh, now, in these stories from issues 7 to 12 of the 1980s series, because volume 1 is available now, you can get it. It's on, I've got it on my shelf. Oh, cool. I've got it in my shelf at home as well. Yeah. And we've sold quite a few copies because it's such a good book. Yep. Um, uh, Green Arrow heads to Alaska to investigate gang activity only to run afoul of the archer known as Shido. Now they must work together to stay one step ahead of Yakuza killers while trying to learn who set them up. Very good story. I do remember the story arc. It's great. Pick yourself up a copy. Put it on pre-order at your local comic book store. Tell you what else you might want to pick up in there, Ginge. America's Got Powers has finally been collected. Now, that's the Jonathan Ross. You know, mm-hmm. the, uh, of course, Wassie, the uh, British sh- yeah. talk show host, comedian. Yep. And uh, the artwork there by Brian Hitch. I love Brian Hitch's artwork. This series was very, very good. Now, it collects all seven issues and... And um, 
It is on sale in September. Okay, September third it hits shelves, and uh, it'll set you back seventeen ninety nine US. So convert that across to whatever your local Australian comic shop charges, and it is well worth picking up. It's going to be quite good if you're a fan of Carbon Grey. That's a beautiful looking series. Carbon it is. Grey. I've got a couple of the single issues of Carbon Grey. Well, Volume Three, Mothers of the Revolution, graphic novel, is coming out, and of course written by Paul Gardner and Huang Nguyen, and uh, multiple artists on there. And I tell you what, mate. Uh, it'll fly off the shelves. It's hitting shelves September 10. It will be very, very good. But we can't do previews without flicking to Marvel. And I was looking at the Marvels this week, and I was, I've was i always wondered why Marvel was in their separate own little previews book themselves. I and I think I've come up with the idea. Okay, you tell me, and I'll actually tell you the real reason. I anyway. think the real reason is because Marvel are a little slack at getting their stuff ready on time, <laughs> so they print it themselves so that they have got control over it. Well, you're wrong. Um, actually, the reason that... It's an offshoot of the uh, distributor wars back in the 90s mm. when Marvel, for a while, became their own distributor. The, yeah. you, they distributed all their, their books themselves. You had to get a separate Marvel account. Mm. Um, that toppled over. And then when they came back into to working with a mainstream distributor, which yep. was, of course, Diamond, yep. who won the distributor wars, essentially, um, they insisted that they still have a separate book, their okay. own little mini previews book. That's why we still have them today. It's mm. because of the uh, distributor wars of the 90s. But flicking into there, have a look at the collected editions in your Marvel previews. Guess what's in there, Ginge? What? Amazing Spider-Man Volume 1, the Parker Luck Collected Edition, from uh, written by Dan Slott with my favourite artist, Humberto Ramos, on the art duties on there. He also does the cover. So that's collecting issue one to six of the new Amazing Spider-Man series that launched only a couple of months ago. And uh, that is coming home with me to go on Game of Gibbo. Gibbo will be quite happy. Game of, our very own Game of Gibbo. He's, gonna be, he's got all the single issues, but I'm mm. sure he'll pick that up as well. Cool. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is in there as well. Now that brings in uh, Angela. Of course, Neil Gaiman's uh, character that he worked on on Spawn, co-created on Spawn, where yeah. he claimed full-on creatorship. I'm not going to open up that can of worms. He brought <laughs> the character across to Marvel in a settlement with Todd McFarlane. Okay. So uh, she rocks up in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Now, it's written by Brian Michael Bendis. We met him a couple of years ago. Very nice guy. And uh, Francesco Francavilla, who you might remember, uh, we're big fans of. He's also did Afterlife with Archie, the graphic novel that came out um, a couple of weeks ago. He also did one of my favourite uh, trades, Black Beetle. From uh, Dark Horse Comics. So oh. we're, we're fans of uh, uh, Francesco Francavilla. Yes. He's on there along with... Kevin Maguire and Sarah Pacelli. Yay. So uh, that's if you're a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, the comic series. Of course, the movie hits cinemas uh, in in August. Isn't not it? too far away now. It's not far off at all. Sadly, though, that one won't be on sale until after the movie's in the cinemas. So I, I guess um, I guess it's it's there, ready for all the fans after the movie comes out. Have a crack at it. Have a crack at it. Also, Kelly Sue Donick, who is a fan favorite. She uh, she's the writer on Captain Marvel from Marvel Comics. Yeah, uh, you know. And uh, Volume 1 of that, Higher, Further, Faster, is collected. That's Volume 1, and it's uh, written by Kelly Sudonic and, of course, drawn by David Lopez. Cool, man. That collects the first six issues. That is well worth picking up because it's getting rave reviews, and a lot of my customers love it. I haven't read it myself. Probably will pick up a copy and have a little crack. There you go. That is our previews picks. And I'm sure there's so much. Well, we could probably dedicate like a whole show to sitting and reading through previews and picking good. Uh, it's not out. hard. Not it's hard. not hard at all, Jins. There's that much good stuff coming out. We didn't even get to uh, to the action figure collectible stage. Okay, look, actually, bugger it. We'll have a quick flick. <laughs> yes. Oh. Stay Puft Marshmallow oh, Man. Ewoks. Yeah. Oh, God, look at that. Uh, Code of Bacare. There's a new um, Wonder Woman artifact statue. She's got the cloak wrapped around mm-hmm. her this time. There's an iron... Marvel Comics Iron Man based on the Marvel Now, the new Iron Man suit. The black and orange. I think he's stealing Batman's... Uh... Would you say it's black and orange, would you? Yeah. 
MacArthur was more kind of a dark maroon and 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 gold. Really? Have you got your glasses on? No, I have got glasses this week, Ginge. Yeah, <laughs> I'm becoming old. And quickly, my uh, pick of previews mm-hmm. this month. You'll see it called Steampunk Halloween 2014. It's part of the Antarctic Press. You know how they do that double spread with the. You know, it, it's it doesn't look like the, the rest guys of the who previews. Do Nazi books. zombies. Yeah, and yeah. Zombie, uh, zombie kid diaries. Yeah, they do some good books. They do, they do a lot of steampunky sort of stuff in, within that area. And I saw this, and the cover looks good. It, it, it looks like three chicks dressed up as Ghostbusters in steampunk era. It does. So that's the so, uh, hey. steampunk Halloween 2014. It looks that good. Is, um, actually, we'll give you the, even give you the page number 239 of your new previews catalog. That is the uh, July 2014. That's my pick catalog. for this month. That's Ginger's special pick. Anyway, there you go. That is our p- previews picks. Go along to your local comic book store, have a look at the previews magazine, and make sure you pre-order your comics because. If you don't pre-order and people don't pick them up, guess what happens? They go bye-bye. Like Ghostbusters. Just been announced Ghostbusters is wrapping up from IDW. Gene, just right. Wipe that tear away. Rumour is there will be other one-shots and miniseries coming out. So it won't. hopefully won't be going away totally. But the monthly ongoing book from IDW is finishing up. How sad is that, Ginger? Yes. It's very sad. <laughs> All right, let's get into some movie news. This week, we uh, finally got a little bit of uh, news about what Sylvester Stallone will be doing after Expendables number three. That's right. I can't wait to see this movie, man. You we and saw I, the we trailer are going only... on a bro date to see it. <laughs> we only saw like the, the trailer maybe two weeks ago, yep. and it looks friggin' awesome, man. It, it, it it's it's I, you know those people out there that are like I got uh, an action movie boner just watching it yeah man. like there's there, I'm sure there's people out there that can't stand these type of movies right and I've never understood that I've never understood why you can't just go to a movie and enjoy it for a bit of escapism you know yeah I I love going to the movies and then during the movie you actually yell out, oh, fuck yeah. No, no, you know? I know what you're like. Cause Those moments where you go, oh, fuck yeah. It's like real scary. Cause you get scared more in movies than Shut I do. Up. Those real scary bits where, you know. I don't know what you're will, talking about. Someone will pop up on the screen and you jump a little bit. The only problem is you usually grab my leg and that feels awkward. No, don't, anyway. no, don't be telling people this bullshit. <laughs> these, these are lies. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, anyway, no, I know what you mean. Like when you sit there and out loud, you just can't help but go, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yep. oh shoot the fucker or something like that. <laughs> Sorry, is that? just me that in cinemas it does that because uh, one of the greatest uh, uh, events i remember watching uh the mighty ducks 2 right oh, this is way back oh, when right what but this is this is on school holidays <laughs> during during high school right yeah and the entire cinema was full of people sort of that that sort of age group right and uh, right at the very end of the movie, you know, the the big buddy ice hockey it's game. It's years since I've seen it, but yes. You know, and everything's going crazy on the screen. There were people cheering and clapping within the cinema. And I had never experienced that at a movie before. Like, people were actually having such a great time together. Were you scared, like, like, No, it was like it was almost like live theatre, yeah. where people were, were, were interacting with what you they were seeing. You thought you were sitting in a real ice hockey match. Yeah, and, 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 and people were cheering for the game, and it, it really felt like a great moment. And that's when I... I understood that movies didn't need to be this niche sort of thing. They could cater to everyone, you yeah. know? But, I can't uh, believe you're using Mighty Ducks 2 as the, as the way hey. of kind of um, <laughs> getting that point across. There, there, are, there are people out there, and if you've not seen Mighty Ducks 2, shame on you. Stop pointing because, at me when you say it. Because I... it's people like you <laughs> that, that, are, at me. that are the problem, right? 
<laughs> Sylvester Stallone is yes. going to be working on Rambo number five. And you know what? To those people who say, oh, we don't need another Rambo, just let it go. Fuck off. We do need another Rambo. When was a- He could be in a fucking wheelchair and I will still just say, he should do another Rambo. Yeah. Um, and you, you know that movie that came out recently? Uh, I think it's called Homefront. In the movie, Jason Statham plays the main character. The story of that was actually going to be Rambo 4 before they thought, no, we probably shouldn't go in that direction. Yeah. So that's when they've changed it to this with Jason Statham in the role. Yeah, because he's kind of like this generation's... Sliced alone. Kind of, a yeah. little bit. Just not as pretty. Yeah. <laughs> you're saying Sliced alone's pretty? Well, prettier than him, yeah. Really? Yeah. It's, you're just you're kind of being nasty to Jason Statham because he's, he's bald. That's what it is. Hey, hey, I didn't go there, you did. Hey? He's an icon to people like me who are follically challenged, Jim. <laughs> Back off, pal. I, I remember seeing the behind the scenes of Rambo 4. Yeah. And Sylvester Stallone was saying, we developed this story where Rambo uh, went into Mexico. I, was I thought you were about to say, where Rambo went into a retirement village. <laughs> he, uh, the story was he was going to go into Mexico and, yeah. and, and fight the drug, uh, you know, there cartels. was some sort of yeah. cartels. Anyway, he thought, no, that's probably a bit too far away from, from Rambo. Didn't, wanna... didn't Mel Gibson do that and get the gringo? That was a fucking great movie, It was actually man. a very good film, yes. Um, but, uh, and then they, they, they decided, no, we'll go back to the Asian locations around Vietnam where, where it was all based originally. and all those places, yeah. Um, but it looks like they will be going back to the Mexican idea for oh, Rambo really? 5. So I really can't wait to check uh, this out, do man. Do it, just drop it. Can you just imagine? Yep. <laughs> can you imagine just yep. sliced alone, dropped into Mexico? Yep. Somewhere in Mexico City going, I want a burrito. I need a burrito. I need a donkey. Would you like a donkey show? <laughs> no, that's fucking rocky. What, what am I doing? What are you doing? <laughs> You're mixing up your Stallone. Mm. You can never go back. I'm John Rumble. <laughs> um, I reckon it'll be fantastic. I will be there on opening fucking day to see it. Jim. Anytime there's ever Rambo at, any, at, in the cinema, I will go to it. Even man. Rocky, with that last Rocky film yes. where it had, um, uh, what's his name? Milo uh, Ventimiglia or whatever his name is. I can't pronounce can Milo Kerrigan. No, the bloke out of Heroes and a heap of other things. He yeah. played his son in yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. I still walked out of the cinema going, that was a great film. It was, it was. You know, naysayers be damned. Oh, that's the kind of movies I want to go and watch. I don't care how old Sly Stallone gets. Yep. He's always an action hero to me. I, I love you, Sly. I do too, and I can't wait to check out Expendables. And while we're talking Expendables, Bruce Campbell hit the net this week. The chin himself. And he is uh, trying to develop a movie where it is the Expendables of the horror universe. Yeah. yeah. So it's characters like him, uh, the guy behind Freddy Krueger, uh, the guy behind Reanimator, get all these guys that were in these eighties horror movies yeah. and band them together like an Expendables type movie. I can't wait, man. This would be an awesome movie to check out. I would. I'd, I'd, I'd pay to see that. Anything with Bruce Campbell, I, I'd pay. I still love um, the Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Do you yes. remember that? That he yes. was in that TV series. I got series? the box set of that, man. I managed to track it down. You did. I did. I'm going to your place later. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just going to pinch it for a while. I would love to see uh, the guy who directed Evil Dead to direct this. That'd Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. That'd be awesome. Imagine getting him on board. It'd be good because he'd be able to go back to the roots of his filmmaking career and go back and do some crazy shit. Hell man. yeah. Do it. There you go. That's, it's, got, it's got the Geek Speak vote of confidence. <laughs> the stamp of approval. 
Todd and Wade approved this. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else, Ginge? Just quickly, before we go for the uh, this week's podcast, there has been some rumours floated by the Latino Review. Yeah. And we all know that Latino Review, yes, the name sounds like they don't know what they're talking about, but... To be honest, 99%, nearly 100% of the time, they are spot on the mark when it comes they to are. pop culture. For some reason, the Latino yeah. Review are always pretty and, much and, spot and, on. And we had an idea about how, how that, that works. We're not going to go into that idea. There are whispers yep. that Comic-Con, San Diego... A couple of weeks away. ...that we will not only see in person the new Batmobile, yeah. but there will be a T- Batman v Superman trailer. Like a teaser trailer, yes. Mm, big call because you know I, they haven't really filmed all that much of it, and I but, was thinking because you know I was thinking it would come out next year. The 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 trailer will be at San Diego next I year. Th- I, I think I think if there is going to be a teaser trailer, it's going to be not a lot of information. Remembering this doesn't come out till twenty sixteen. Yeah. That's but that, but two be, years away. But they've been shooting for a couple months now, man. I know, but so still, there's, like, there's if, still, if it's going to be a teaser trailer, yeah. don't get your hopes up. It's going to be anything great because it will be sweet fa. It, I, I reckon there's going to be hints of all costumes, Batman, Superman, Wonder and Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah. Because I think they need to start now to salt and pepper this and into people's consciousness. Like the Batman in the Batmobile in action. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll wait and see. Only a couple of weeks away. Hey, I, all I'm saying you is... You made the prediction, Jins, that I made the, review are on the ball I, and... I made the prediction on this podcast and we do know that stuff that we say on this podcast tends to come true. Are you saying we're magical? I'm just saying <laughs> that I can't wait to see Rambo number six. Yeah. Rambo... <laughs> We will wait and see. Well, I guess that's it, Ginge. Thanks once again for being the co-host with the most. Wake up on Pots and Pans. You can check out our stuff at facebook.com forward slash geekspeaktv, youtube.com forward slash geekspeakaustralia at geekspeakau, and geekspeakau at gmail.com. But also go along to Giggy Awards. We've been nominated again. Two years in a row. And the sidekicks have also been they nominated. They have been nominated. And, hey... You're listening to an uh, to an award-winning podcast. That's right. Internationally awarded podcast. That's right. So I'll tell you what, uh, make sure you do go along, check out the geeky submissions, and uh, while you're at it, give a listen to the Geek Speak Sidekicks. They're yeah. not too bad, Ginge. I quite like them. Sh- share us on Twitter. Share us on Facebook. We'd love to uh, hear your comments and, uh, you know, however we can improve this show as you see fit. That's right, Ginge. Once again, thanks, big fella. Thank you. Always a pleasure. I've been your host, Todd Bailey. You've been listening to Geek Speak Live, Australia's number one pop culture podcast and web series. Stay geeky. Stay geeky.